It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. So, Jimmy Carter never said the word malaise when he delivered his malaise speech. I really thought he did. I had always believed it because I was a kid when he was a president. I don't remember much about his presidency, except for I remember my mom and dad talking about interest rates and how terrible they were. Oh, and I remember my dad working in the gas and oil industry and uh, the giant lines for gas that were caused by a variety of things, uh, including our dependence on OPEC, which we are back to again. But he never used the word malaise. Kamala Harris, a couple weeks ago, used the word malaise. I don't know what the point in saying malaise was. It made her the object of ridicule, which, I mean, she is an object of ridicule every time she opens her mouth. But I was thinking about what a malaise is. To me, personally, and I'm not going to look up Webster's Dictionary, of, uh, you know, because that's what every talk show host does. Uh, the Webster's Dictionary says whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay, that's great. But they, what I can gather from with regard to the interpretation of Jimmy Carter's speech and Kamala Harris was, a malaise, if you use a, I'll give you an analogy in a moment. A malaise is something that is self-created. It is a point of helplessness that is self-created. That's what it means to me. And I came up with two analogies. I think they're both pretty good. One of them is, a, a turtle crossing a highway steps on a large rock to flip itself over deliberately and then goes, oh, my God, I'm completely helpless and I'm going to die. That one's pretty good. But here's a better one, actually. A person who decides to go up on their roof, uh, to maybe to do some work, maybe just to go up on the roof, climbs up the ladder, and then kicks the ladder away and goes, holy crap, I'm stuck up here. That's what it's all about. We've seen instances of this malaise on several fronts. One of them, Joe Biden coming in immediately with an executive order and getting ready the Keystone XL pipeline, severely limiting fracking, oil exploration on our coasts and our federal lands, making us dependent on OPEC again, and, and then going, well, son of a gun, what do we do about gas prices? Another example of malaise is getting rid of Trump's policies with regard to the border, stopping the building of the wall, stopping the stay in Mexico order, then putting Kamala Harris in charge after the helplessness has been established and millions start streaming across the border. And she, rather than looking at the policies that actually worked, she steps around them to go after what she says are the real roots of the problem, which aren't the Northern Triangle countries. It's not, never has been, that is not the root of the problem. They react to what happens on our border. We create the situation at the border. We create our own malaise, and they respond to it. So that's where we are as far as malaise is concerned, and I would say that there was no one else, uh, that there was no one else on radio who is using that sort of analogy. It is something that has been self-created. And by the way, listen, all Kamala Harris had to do as the borders are was say, stay in Mexico, rebuild the wall, send a powerful message, you will not be allowed to come into the country. End of discussion. But what she did is she stepped over the policies of Donald Trump like a speed bump 
Or like say you're you're on a you're on a murder scene and you're you're an FBI agent. And you're on a murder scene and you literally step on the body as you're walking in another direction saying, I know there's a murder scene around here somewhere. It's kind of like that. But here is uh, here is uh, Kamala. Actually, let's go with Jimmy Carter's speech, an expert of his Malays speech. It was labeled by the um, the media, the Malays, because he was bringing up things about it, some sort of a spiritual crisis, even though his policies were what really screwed things up. Here is the pathetic by the way, who's actually looking almost like Ronald Reagan compared to Joe Biden, Jimmy Carter. It is a crisis of confidence. It is a crisis that strikes at the very heart and soul and spirit of our national will. We can see this crisis. See, he's projecting is what he's doing. He's failing and he's projecting. In the growing doubt about the meaning of our own lives and in the loss of a unity of purpose for our nation. Did, did that really happen? I don't think that I don't think my mom and dad ever said, you know, gosh, we don't have a reason to live. Let's hear that again. It is a crisis yeah. of confidence. confidence. It is a crisis that strikes at the very heart and soul and spirit of our national world. I'm not a uh, psychologist or a counselor, but I'm saying he's projecting. We can see this crisis in the growing doubt about the meaning of our own lives and in the loss of a unity of purpose for our nation. Wow. I mean, <laughs> just I heard that this morning. I'm like. So what's your solution then? I, <laughs> he's not offering a solution. He, what he wants to do is he wants to wallow with you. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Left wing. He wants to wallow with you. And he wants to act like it's not my problem. We are in this together. We are in this together. We know that there are empty storage shelves, which we cost. We know that you are paying more for gas, which we cost. Uh, we know that you're paying more for groceries and you're suffering, which we cost. We know that you can't get a hold of test kits, and we know that the Omicron is spread across the country, which is uh, under your watch. You know, uh, honestly, that's what it is. It's the spirit of wallowing in uh, and convincing people, I didn't do this. But we're all in this together, so let's suffer together. Here is uh, Kamala Harris uh, actually paraphrasing what the media called Jimmy Carter's pathetic speech way back when. There has been great progress, no doubt. You know, COVID, for example. I mean, we're all... Until, like, the, the last, last three weeks. Oh, well, you know, everybody is frustrated with that. And I understand, and I fully appreciate, there is a level of, of malaise. We're in two years into this. I don't have any malaise. Do you have any malaise? I don't have any malaise. I got Omicron. I was sick for two weeks. Never felt malaise Thing, You know, people are, we want to get back to normal. We all do. Well, why don't you let us then? Uh, but we have to, to then do the tough and hard work of pushing through with solutions, understanding that there are going to be challenges, but let's meet the challenges where they are. Dear God, she said nothing. She just said nothing. I know I'm as surprised as you are. So I was thinking about this weekend about explaining to folks, and again, I was a kid. I'm in my mid-50s. I was a kid when Jimmy Carter was a president. I didn't understand it. So millennials, you're probably even, even more clueless. So I thought I would make melees um, uh, understandable. And what the, uh, the Democrat Party uses the word melees for, which I, I liken to a, a condiment. So let's listen, shall we, kids? Are you making a crap sandwich to feed the American people and you want to make them believe it's totally awesome? Yeah, I'm a swamp-dwelling Biden-supporting D.C. insider. Of course! Then you need to spread on a thick coating of Joe Biden melees. 
you mean mayonnaise, right? No, melees. Makes the American people feel like there's nothing that can be done about rampant inflation, the supply chain, the border, energy independence, gas prices. When actually, the solution is right there in front yeah, of their face. Right there. Why wouldn't we just go for the easy solution? Why? Because the answers all happened when Trump was president, and Democrats and swamp dwellers think everything Donald Trump did was bad, even though it was all good. How long has the Democrat Party been making melees? Mm, since the Carter administration. There were shortages, hyperinflation, and gas lines, just yeah. like we've seen since Joe Biden took office. Well, in that case, give me a bite of that Biden crap sandwich smothered with melees. Here you go. Mm. It's a little hard to swallow. Still kind of tastes like crap, actually. <laughs> and it will for another three years. Joe Biden melees, the perfect complement to a Democrat crap sandwich. Now available on empty store shelves near you. That's what they do. That's what the Democrats do. They uh, they uh, slather a crap sandwich with melees and uh, then act like there's no solution. <laughs> Uh, huge thanks to Ken Decker, my producer extraordinaire, for putting that together. Um, yesterday, the absolute prostituting out of Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, Ellie Mastal, a uh, liberal academic yesterday on MSNBC, said this. I think he's actually misquoting uh, Martin Luther King Jr. I'll share in just a moment what I mean. Yeah, look, the people like Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema, these are the white people that Martin Luther King Jr. warned us about. No, they're not actually. They are absolutely not the white uh, liberals that Martin Luther King warned us about. The white liberals who uh, Martin Luther King Jr. warned us about are Nancy Pelosi and her ilk. Well, I used to call uh, Karens uh, the Dawn Patrol. They were people who would call my show and immediately be offended by something. I'd say, oh, you remember that group? And they'd say, no, but I know somebody who is. Uh, so the Karens started a long time ago, and they are liberals. Um, Karens, or just busybodies in general, but mostly liberal. Here's what Malcolm X said about uh, white liberals, and I'll explain why this makes sense and, uh, and not necessarily... Uh, Mistal saying that uh, these are the white liberals that uh, MLK warned us about. This is from Malcolm X. The worst enemy that the Negro have uh, is the white man that runs around here drooling at the mouth, professing to love ne Negroes and calling himself a liberal. And it is following these white liberals that has perpetuated problems that Negroes have. You can bring that up starting with the Great Society. Uh, this was a white liberal proposal to lift those poor little black people out of poverty and we're going to take care of them from cradle to grave. And it ultimately destroyed the black nuclear family. It destroyed black culture. It brought us to where we are today. It brought us where we are today. Back to the quote. If the Negro wasn't taken, tricked, or deceived by a white liberal, then Negroes would get together and solve our own problems. Look at the inner cities. Do you suppose any white liberal in charge has been able to solve any of the issues going on in cities like Chicago, where the murder rate black on black is 13 times the national average, where two 14-year-old boys were shot to death the other day and 29 people were shot over the weekend. Of course, Lori Lightfoot is not a white liberal, but I think you know where I'm going. White liberals have run that city forever. I only cite these things to show you that in America, the history of the white liberal has been nothing but a series of trickery designed to make Negroes think that the white liberal was going to solve our problems. Okay, for instance, after George Floyd's death, uh, getting rid of Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima, that was really condescending and stupid. 
you know? And actually, the family of, uh, of Aunt Jemima, the woman who's Aunt Jemima, very offended because that was what she was famous for. Uh, also, white liberals deciding they're going to help out the poor little black students who aren't doing well in school. They're going to get rid of honors classes. They're going to get rid of honors classes. Uh, uh, de Blasio did that. So you say it's okay to loot because you deserve it. Because society is against you. Uh, there are fundamental reasons why you can't succeed. It's all racism. One final note from Malcolm X. Our problem will never be solved by the white man. And that is incredibly clear. But Karens continue to step in for the black people, the black population. And they say that even though, this is, you know, whatever percent of Americans, say 80% of Americans think voter ID is cool and black people think voter ID is cool, white liberals are willing to step in and go, you know, honestly, yeah, I know you poor black people, you can't get an ID. You certainly aren't smart enough and and you don't have the the resources near you and you're not educated enough to use a computer so you know that's what you get from the white liberal they make a blanket decision say okay black people can't uh, get a driver's license uh they know it's not true but they use it to pass their agenda but they're always willing to step in and, and help those poor black people and honestly after a while it becomes completely completely insulting here's nancy pelosi yesterday she was a little bat guano crazy again uh, prostituting out mlk's birthday nothing less is at stake than our democracy this is about suppressing the vote it's about nullifying the elections which dr king talked about that day yeah yeah everything that she's saying is the opposite of the truth nullifying the election yeah mm -hmm. it's about uh, just doing so many things to be you know 2020 was a fraud don't you obstacles to participation that's wrong and john lewis and so beautifully that this bill is named you throw some other black people in there you know you got to be able to just touch base on it act like you're really concerned again you are the you are the white liberal that malcolm x warned us about but the first bill he wrote the first 300 pages of what is now called uh, freedom to vote. And as has been- There's nothing to do with this bill. Indicated by the King family, these, this bill is supported by all of the Democrats, House and Senate. Well, yeah, all the Democrats, of course, because they want to stay in power uh, forever. Hey, it's Rob Carson for Stamps.com. You know, my days are structured with uh, doing my show prep, my show, running my daughter, to driving lessons, hitting the store, the gym, and right in the middle of all of this, I suddenly need to deliver a package to the post office. I don't have time for this. If there's one thing I've learned from the past year and a half, it's you can get a lot done from home. And with Stamps.com, I don't have to go to the post office and I'll save money. Yeah, I'll save money. With Stamps.com, you can mail or ship anytime from your home computer, send letters, uh, ship packages, pay less, a lot less with discounted rates from UPS or the USPS. With Stamps.com, you can print official U.S. postage shipping labels without leaving your home or your, your, your office. And you won't need fancy equipment, just a computer and your standard printer. What makes it even better is Stamps.com offers deals you can't get anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS and up to 66% off UPS shipping rates. Stop wasting time running to the post office and standing in line and go to Stamps.com like I have. There's no risk, and with my promo code, Newsmax, you get a special offer that includes a four-week free trial plus free postage and a digital scale. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Newsmax. That's stamps.com, promo code Newsmax, stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. I do want to mention my brothers and sisters at One America News Network. 
normally when you uh, you work for a broadcast company, don't mention the competition, don't mention the competition. What are you doing? Mention the competition. You don't want to mention ninety seven one The Rock. You don't want to mention that. You'll ruin it. Be, all your listeners are going to leave you. No, no, they won't actually. Um, one American News Network has been dropped by Dish Network, AT and T. Uh, or DirecTV, I should say. DirecTV, not Dish Network, DirecTV. They're not going to be renewing their contract with OANN uh, beginning in, I guess this is April. So uh, Rand Paul basically said that uh, you, should, uh, uh, you should leave them. He said basically you should boycott the provider. And, and i got to tell you, OANN, I, I don't care that my, they're my competition. If they are my competition, I invite competition. I invite my competition. Uh, Rand Paul said DirecTV is canceling OAN, so I just canceled my DirecTV. Why give money to people who hate us? And is this where it goes next? Because, you know, you've got the big social media companies that have done the very best to quiet conservative speech, to shut it down altogether. They call what we say disinformation and misinformation. They do not allow you to dissent against the WHO. You, they do not allow you to dissent with regard to the election results of 2020. They don't allow dissent. This should not happen in this country. OAN is a network, okay? And they provide a news through a perspective, a conservative lens they don't lie about that but direct tv apparently cannot stand the fact that they have an outlet by the way and oan this is their primary outlet it's like 70 percent of their viewership so right now you've got a bunch of people who just really bust their butts do their show all they're asking is for the opportunity to create an audience create a product that attracts an audience and apparently that's not good enough for direct tv they have to shut down dissent and is this where it goes next? You got big social media, mainstream media, the Democrat Party. Now you're adding cable providers. Now you're adding banks. Why do I say that? Because Mike Lindell, he has uh, lenders that he uses, and they are going to shut down his accounts. That's what is I have heard because of what he believes. It's none of the damned bank's business unless you are a Nazi and you are uh, fomenting some sort of Nazi revolution. Uh, it's none of the bank's damn business what you do with your money. Or if you're you know, laundering money and you're a, a mafioso. It honestly is just sad, sickening, and ridiculous, like Nancy Pelosi yesterday, actually. We have no right to honor this family, to visit the monument. This is uh, talking about MLK yesterday because it was his birthday. Imagine 30 That's why I had the day off. I don't know. Man. Some of you don't know that. Somewhat. 36. None of my listeners, but listen, Democrats. Years old, left this earth in such a way that he has a monument on the mall, along with Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, yes. all of them with tears in their eyes for the departure what? from what? our democracy what? that is happening right now, unless the, voting the truth is acknowledged. Yeah, it's the voting right. Uh, unbelievable, honestly. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Just wow. Uh, what else did I see? I just saw something else here this morning. Uh, um, this is, uh, oh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Now she's saying that the, she says that voter ID is uh, communist suppression and oppression. Uh, this is an ugly stain on our history and we need to make sure that we pass voting rights legislation. Ah, uh, there we go. The voting rights. What else can they, honestly, what else can they call you? Uh, what else? Are you, you mean they called you George Wallace and uh, Orville Faubus? They called you racist and white supremacist. They called you uh, what? Uh, uh, terrorist, ter ter terrorist. Don't forget the terrorists. I mean, what else? You hate puppies. 
You hate puppies! So that we don't uh, get lumped in. Republicans hate puppies. They want all puppies dead. In the cauldron of, of, of suppression and oppression that communist countries that my constituents fled from are... Uh, and uh, and your colleagues actually admire. Are, are in the midst, uh, continue to be in the midst of. We have countries like Venezuela and Cuba in our own hemisphere. Which we are becoming, by the way. You've been to the grocery store lately? That stop their, their people from freely and fairly voting in an election. And that's what... Oh, blah, 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 Debbie Wasserman Schultz, whatever. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. We're going to play some uh, Donald Trump uh, from his speech on Saturday. Um, hey, I'll, I'll play a little bit because, uh, listen, he had a gigantic speech on Saturday. It was carried by Newsmax and a handful of others, uh, not mentioned at all by Fox News. This on the heels of the fact that 70% of Republicans believe that the 2020 election was uh, not, uh, not fair. 40% of Democrats, by the way, independents as well. Uh, do not believe that Joe Biden is the legitimate president because the election was skewed. Here is uh, Donald Trump uh, on the bellwethers. This is beyond just the stopping voting in the in the uh, the battleground states. At the same time, uh, they saying that there was a, uh, a water main break in Atlanta and it never happened. And then, of course, they reopened, started voting the next morning with uh, with ballots in the millions for Joe Biden and a few thousand for Donald Trump. It's clear that the Zucker boxes uh, spread around the country, the un- unmonitored ballot boxes around the country uh, were stuffed with ballots to make sure that Joe Biden won the next morning. They had to stop the counting to find out where they were and how many ballots they would have to stuff. Those are among the many things that they did. But here is Donald Trump Saturday talking about election chicanery. By the way, and we did have tremendous success. You know, did you ever hear some of the little, the little uh, things where they analyze elections? If you win Ohio and Florida, Florida, you always win. We won Ohio and Florida. But if you win Ohio and Florida and Iowa and we won every bellwether of the election for the last hundred years went Donald Trump's way. Big, all of them. Then 100 percent. If you win a certain number of states having to do with legislatures and state, we won all of them. Every one of them. There's like 15 of them. Different, different little tests. And we won them all. The only thing we didn't win was the election, you know? You know, I believe the election was stolen because I'm not stupid. I'll tell you what, if you look at 10 o'clock in the evening on election night, you look at... I remember that right before they shut down the voting in the battleground states, or the counting, I should say. Pennsylvania, you look at all of these different states, and we won those elections, we won them big, and we just... And you know what it is? We can't let them get away with it. We just, and again, sometimes it's Occam's razor. It's the uh, uh, the answer is the, the easiest way. It's right there. It's right there in front of you. Here is Greg Kelly on Newsmax talking about how President 81 million, the guy who got more votes than Barack Obama had no coattails. Nothing down ticket went Joe Biden's favor. That's another reason why. This isn't even all the uh, affidavits, the sworn affidavits that people saw vote stealing. Bloodbath, all right? After the election, it was a bloodbath for Democrats. Yeah, Joe Biden, 80 million votes at the top of the ticket. Uh, fake news, they were stumped as well. I mean, this, is, this was really, really bad down ticket. It doesn't work that way. They won big. But it was overall a mixed result. 
Democrats lost 13 seats in the House. That sounds like Tom Rokoff and the Senate Island us. After what we saw just happen in the House of Representatives, where a lot of de- the Democrats lost seats. When Joe Biden was on the ballot, Democrats lost almost a dozen seats nationwide in the House. Didn't he got 81 million votes. How is that possible? When majorities in about a dozen state legislative chambers that they were really targeting. The fact that Democrats lost seats in the House, didn't do as well as they expected to do in the Senate. That's because, what, 10 or 12 uh, incumbent Democrats lost to Republicans in the House of Representatives. Yeah, 13. Uh, That's a significant number. So Joe Biden had no coattails. No coattails. 80 million votes, the more more votes than anybody in history. Zero coattails. No, I think... Donald Trump won the election because I'm not stupid. And I'll say this as well to those who would say, prove that the election was stolen. I'll say, uh, prove it wasn't. There you go. Okay. This is a headline today. I think it's kind of funny and it related to something I brought up yesterday. The White House planning a new communication strategy as President Joe Biden faces a total collapse of his approval ratings. Citing senior administration officials, administration officials, sorry, sounded like Nancy Pelosi there for a second. NBC News reported today, uh, Tuesday, the White House, which is today, uh, is exploring new ways to communicate directly with the American people. Advisors expressed uh, the need for Biden to talk more directly instead of one-dimensional speeches from the White House. Well, he needs those because they're scripted and he can't speak or have a a thought on his own. Uh, This according to the report, uh, his greatest political strength as empathy and an ability to connect with ordinary Americans. That's gone long ago. All right. And it's not about messaging. It's about the message. It's about what's in the message. And the American people are not buying it. Yesterday, I exemplified this because... What the White House tries to do is uh, polish the, uh, pardon the expression, polish the turd with regard to their policies. I have mentioned yesterday that there's a thing called, um, uh, Kamala Harris brought it up, it's called malaise. Uh, It was uh, uh, a word described, uh, a Jimmy Carter speech, where Jimmy Carter and this administration have created their problems. They have created energy independence. We have to go to OPEC now to get our oil. They created it, and now that we are in it, they can't figure out how to get us out. That's what Kamala Harris is. The border. They created the border problem. They ended the stay in Mexico policy, and they broadcast to Central America, come on in. And then they claim there's no solution. And so we are in a state of malaise. Because we, I, I don't know. And so what they do is they create the mess, and then they jump in the mess with you. So they create the mud pit, they throw you into it, then they jump into it and go, son of a gun, how do we get in here? Oh my God, this is so terrible. I can't believe that we are suffering like this when I created the problem. So uh, Democrats in the newly uh, Republican Virginia General Assembly sat quietly, as Governor Clint Youngkin said, parents have a fundamental right to make decisions with regard to your child's upbringing, education, and care. This is what this is what they sat during. <laughs> this is just this is fantastic. Here is uh, Glenn Youngkin and the tepid applause. Uh, none coming from Democrats. My message to parents is this: You have a fundamental right enshrined in law by this General Assembly to make decisions with regard to your child's upbringing, education, and care. All of us should applaud that, right? 
Shouldn't we all applaud that? And we will protect and reassert that right. Democrats literally sat in their chairs sulking like little, little children with their masks on. I mean, they don't usually, usually you don't want to sit on your rear end when you just had it handed to you by a Republican. <laughs> just saying. Uh, <clears throat> the new AG for Virginia, Jason Miaris. He is uh, detailing his plan to investigate scandals in the state and predicts a red wave coming to turn the tides in this year's midterm elections. I agree. What you are seeing in Virginia is a micro microcosm of things to come. You are going to see heads roll in Virginia. You are going to see Loudoun County School Board members and officials. You are going to see judges. You are going to see uh, attorneys. You are going to see prosecutors. Uh, you are going to see all of this. Uh, it is going to hit the fan. Here is cut number one from Jason Miotis about launching investigations into criminality in government in Virginia. Well, you had two huge scandals that hit Virginia, and there's been no accountability and no transparency. You had a parole board that was literally letting out cop killers, murderers, and rapists. Democrats are doing that across the country. And not notifying the family of the victims. We're talking about individuals that had not one, not two, but three life sentences without the possibility of parole, and the family of the victims would find out when they would hear it on their local news. And there's been no wow. accountability, no transparency. So that's step number one. And step number two was obviously the tragedy that happened in Loudoun County with the sexual assault that happened in, this, in the uh, school system. Yeah, Loudoun County School Board, uh, when the father of a woman, a girl that was raped in a bathroom by a boy claiming to be a girl, when he attended the school board meeting, he was surrounded by radicals, shouted down and hauled out by police. After that, the school board president said they had no reports of sexual assaults by transgendered individuals or anyone in the schools. He was lying because he had already transferred the boy claiming to be a girl to another school where that kid sexually assaulted another girl. That candidly traces back to when this far left liberal monopoly was in control the last two years in Richmond that passed these criminal first victim last mindset bills that said hey we're going to end the mandatory reporting requirement of sexual assault in schools and so that's what this is about it's about accountability and transparency in government something we desperately need that was something that glenn youngkin ran on that's something i ran on and from day one within an hour of us being sworn in we began the investigation and we're moving forward and we're excited to get to work i think you're going to see the same thing on the national level I think the same thing is going to happen. It's going to be investigations of the election, of Hunter Biden's laptop, of January the 6th, of course, um, and all of the, uh, the BS associated with that, including the murder of Ashley Babbitt. I've got some news on the officer that shot Ashley Babbitt uh, very shortly. He was never interviewed by anyone from the government before he was exonerated by the government. Uh, let's go to Gary in Kingsville. How are you? And welcome to the uh, Rob Carson Show. Hey, Rob. Hey, listen, I, I appreciate your celebration of the fact that critical race theory is no longer going to be taught in Virginia schools, but I would caution you, brother. Yeah. It, it, took, a, it took a while to indoctrinate all those teachers to yeah. figure out how to do that, how to incorporate that into every English class, every math class, to every class imaginable without calling it critical race theory. So yeah. uh, unless, unless Governor-elect Youngkin has it within his powers to send people into the classrooms to to police what's going on and to make sure 
that students know that anything they hear like this, they're to report. Yeah, I um, I agree. You'll, you'll get a lot of caterwauling uh, about that, but uh, it it will have to be monitored. Uh, kids are going to have to tell their parents what's going on in schools. Parents are going to have to continue to be involved in uh, in school board meetings, uh, just like they did. Uh, I understand. And, and listen, there were thousands of teachers who just signed a, a petition saying that they will continue to teach critical race theory, even if it is banned in their school. So we got to watch the left, man. They'll do anything by hook or by crook, as it were. I do appreciate your phone call. It is time for me to go, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank you for listening today. The show is growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, If you would like to, and I would appreciate it if you do this, go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the show, and if you would, give me a review. Right now, I've got a lot of five-star reviews, and I greatly appreciate it. If you like the show, if you like the humor, you like the content, because I put a lot of content into this sucker then please leave a nice review for me. That would be gigantic. That would be gigantic. Big things are coming, guys. I am blessed to be here. God bless you. God bless our police. God bless our military. Never forget Ashley Babbitt's name. And above all, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.